So okay, we are live on Facebook. Mm -hmm. He should join us here in a few minutes. Okay. Okay, I start. Okay, yeah, please do. Radio, Radio Soul, the all-in-one solution for entertainment. Ja, herzlich willkommen. Hier ist Gerd Pellegrini am Mikrofon. Schön, dass Sie wieder mit dabei sind hier auf Radio Soul International. Und um diese Zeit und um diesen Tag ist es wieder eine ganz spezielle Sendung. Sie heißt Out of This World Radio Show mit Ted Ma, live aus Amerika, aus Seattle. Und ja, es ist eine Sendung der besonderen Art. Man könnte sagen, die Sendung der anderen Art. Hier gibt es UFO-Begegnungen, mystische Sachen, Spirituelles, Ganzheitliches. Und heute, wie gesagt, freue ich mich wieder, Ted begrüßen zu dürfen. Hi Ted, how are you? Guten Tag, mein Freund. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm so happy to be here today. We have a fantastic show, Gerhard. A really interesting show today um, with a guy named Samuel Chung coming in to, uh, to us from Los Angeles on the Tia Uba Prophecy. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Also Ted hat gesagt, also ich werde versuchen, auch meine Englischkenntnisse vielleicht zu setzen oder zu übersetzen. Bin jetzt nicht, muss ich immer gleich dazu sagen, kein, ich bin kein Übersetzer. Aber wie gesagt, damit wir hier auch ein paar Sachen ins Deutsche übersetzt bekommen, dass nicht alles nur Englisch ist, meine Worte dazu. Also Ted hat heute einen Gast mit auf Sendung. Also er wird in ein paar Minuten mit einsteigen hier in unser Zoom-Meeting. Und zwar heißt er Samuel Jonk. Und er wird ein, über das Thema sprechen, die Geschichte des Planeten Erde, über die Geschichte, auch über ein interessantes Buch. Also es wird wirklich eine ganz, ganz tolle Sendung heute werden. Freuen Sie sich mit uns auf diese Show jetzt von 9 bis 23 Uhr. Die Show wird auch jetzt live präsentiert auf Facebook. Um, just uh, join into Facebook and put in Ted Mar. Uh, out of this world. Out of this world, well, you'll find us just fine. So, genau, also auf Facebook out of this world eingeben und schon uh, könnt ihr yeah. diese Show auch wirklich yeah. uh, visuell uns uh, anschauen, wenn wir da in das Mikrofon sprechen, die Kamera. <laughs> um, the, book, the book is all about a fellow, a Frenchman named Michael, who mm -hmm. was um, abducted by benevolent extraterrestrials. Yeah. And um, this was back in, I think, in the 80s, 1980s. And um, they talked about the Earth history of Mu, Atlantis, all these ancient civilizations, and what we could learn from, from, from what happened with those, uh, with those people on this planet. Genau, also dieses Buch, das wir heute behandeln, uh, die Diaboa-Prophezeiung, uh, ist ein Bericht von einem uh, Menschen, von einem Franzosen, dem Michael Desmarque, das nicht, wie man das richtig abspricht. Und der wurde 1987 angeblich von einer superintelligenten Rasse auf einen anderen Planeten transportiert und hat den Auftrag bekommen, dieses Buch zu schreiben. Und er, es werden da unglaubliche Zusammenhänge, Analysen 
auf, über die Funktion des Universums gebracht, metaphysische Perspektiven. Also die Tiaoba-Prophezeiung dieses Buches ist urspannend. Ich habe das vorher noch nicht gehört, aber ich werde da sicher auch drinnen schmökern. Und wie gesagt, heute hören wir davon. Just briefly, he says that the Earth was settled 1.35 million years ago. Um, and I'll write this name in the, um, in the chat room by, with people from a, a planet called Baccarini. And I'll write that down. It's B-A-K-A-R-A-R-I-N-I. And it's um, um, their, their own planet. I'll let you translate. That's the name of the, the where they came from. Yeah. Also, er sagt, die, die Erde wurde vor 1,5 Millionen Jahren gesettelt, gemacht, so wenn ich das richtig so verstehe. Und die, das, ihr seid, is a civilization called Baccarini, who made the earth? Um, they didn't make the earth, but they oh. discovered it. And there ja. was no one here. And they decided to, they were looking for another planet to colonize, ah. to call it, call it their home. So they came here. Okay, also sie haben es nicht geschaffen, sondern äh, entdeckt die Baccarini, diese Zivilisation, und ist hierher gekommen auf diese Erde. And he says the, the Baccarini comp uh, consisted of two population groups. Da gab es zwei Populationsgruppen. Populations. Uh, one was called, called the Black Race and one was called a, um, a Yellow Race. Um, um, Uh, he called them the black race and the yellow race. Also eine schwarze Rasse und eine gelbe Rasse. Yeah. And um, they came here, um, um, they, were, they were here for 30,000 years. And then the, the earth had a lot of, of um, volcanic action cataclysms, a lot of uh, earthquakes. And the... the, the um, The continent we now know as Atlantis and Mu was created during this upheaval. It was about 1.3 million years ago. Also, es gab damals viele Eruptionen, Vulkanausbrüche und uh, es wurde Atlantis uh, was created then. Yeah, Atlantis was created then, 1.3 million years ago. Mm -hmm. 1.3 million years ago, also 1,3 Millionen Jahre um, wurde Atlantis, also ist es her, dass Atlantis sozusagen aus dem Boden oder aus dem Wasser gekommen ist? And when was Atlantis dis uh, dis disturbed? The, the, oh, um, okay. Atlantis was created and then it, it was destroyed about 14.000 years ago, according to his ah. Wait a minute. Uh, you said 13.000 years it appears? Well, um, the, the Bakarani race of people were here. Ah, okay. And they were here for about 30.000 years mm -hmm. when there was a lot of volcanic action um, in the pla on planet Earth and the okay. continents of Mu, Mu and, and Atlantis were created, um, just created out of the ocean. They came rising up from volcanic and plate movements within the Earth. Ja, genau. Also das, ich habe einen Teil richtig verstanden. Also Atlantis, Atlantis ist damals aus der Erde herausgekommen. Yeah. They, they were created. And, they, and they are, this civilization is called Baccarini, not Pellegrini. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pellegrini came later. Uh, yes. Pellegrini <laughs> broke off. They wanted to go to Italy and eat spaghetti. So <laughs> yes. They, that's what they did. <laughs> okay. 
That's my surname. <laughs> right, right, right. A new leader. <laughs> so, um, but um, ah, we forgot the water song. Do you want to play? Yes, let's play the water song. Of course, of course. Let's oh, play the water right. song. That would be great. No. Thank you, my friend. Okay, das war also schon ein tolles Intro. Aber wir haben normalerweise immer ein Musikstück am Beginn unserer Sendung. Dieses Lied heißt The Water Song, da soll es jetzt auch musikalisch einstimmen und gleich geht es weiter mit Ted Maas, Out of This World Radio Show hier auf Radio Soul. All we need is love, Ted. Is it right? That's absolutely correct. And that's part of the book, too, about how we all we need is love to make this world a better place. I found the book fascinating. And there's just so much to say. And I want to first thank everyone so much for listening today. Um, Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit uh, listener-supported station. And if you'd like to donate to keep us going, that would be wonderful. You can go to my website, um, outofthisworld1150.com. Or, um, and, um, and contribute whatever you like. We, we really appreciate it. Also, yep. my friend Gerhardt has his own nonprofit station. And if you'd like to support Gerhardt, that would be wonderful too. Go, Gerhardt, go ahead and explain people how they can support your okay. show. Wonderful. Uh, before I translate yours, um, Ted, Ted's Radio Show ist eine Non-Profit-Sendung. Das heißt, Sie können spenden. Er freut sich darüber, weil damit wird sie auch finanziert. Und einfach auf seine Webseite gehen, out of this world, out of this world 1150, also out of this world 1150.com ist seine Webseite. Und da kann man auch mit ihm in Kontakt treten. Und er hat mich auch eingeladen, meine Webseite durchzusagen, www.radiosol.at. Da kann man auch bei uns spenden. Wir sind auch ein Absolutely. And that's why I like working, love working with Gerhard, because he, his heart's in the same place as mine and making the world a better place. That's, yeah. Ja, unsere Herzen schlagen im Gleichtakt, wenn es darum geht, die Welt einen, aus der Welt einen besseren Platz zu machen. Make the world a better place. 
Great, great. And we can start off with the 528 hertz tuning fork. This is for love. And when I play it, it there's a sound of love. Can you hear that, Gerhard? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's Samuel. Ah, hi. <laughs> hi, my friend. <laughs> okay, der Ted hat gerade die Stimmgabel angeschlagen. Und zwar macht er das immer mit dieser speziellen Stimmgabel, die er auf einen Kristall schlägt. Und dieser Sound, diese Frequenz, sagt er, ist eine Frequenz des Friedens. Und den möchte er hiermit über den Ether von Radio Sol ausstrahlen. Und ja. gleichzeitig ist Samuel Gong, äh, Jong reingekommen beim Gongschlag. <lacht> hi. hi, Samuel. Hi, hi, nice to meet you. You're the uh, simultaneous interpreter. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's my, my good friend. And um, the, his show is located out of Vienna. We're being heard throughout Central Europe and Österreich, uh, Germany and Switzerland, mm -hmm. as well, well as worldwide on, on the web. We should have somewhere around um, 1.2 billion people listening today with another uh, 550 million listeners off planet as well. Okay. And I think some yeah. of your friends are listening, actually. I got a yes on that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. They're really nice friends. Yeah, they're wonderful people. The only thing is, is that you, you, you cannot say more than 50 swear words per hour. <laughs> so usually that's not a problem, but I just wanted to let you <laughs> I don't say any. <laughs> Und ja. Ted hat gerade die, die Regeln erklärt, er hat gesagt, er darf nicht mehr als 25 Schimpfworte pro Stunde sagen. Das tun wir sowieso nicht, sagt auch Samuel. <lacht> I, I kind of like to break it in small, in small sentences, um, so that Gerhard can understand, you know, so he can translate easier. If you say too much all at once, it's harder for him to grasp it. I understand, I'm a simultaneous interpreter myself. So okay, <lacht> great. Great. Okay. Emily, where, where are you right I'm now? In, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Los Angeles. Okay. The city of the city of angels. That's what that means in English. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do you live here? What's that? Do you live here in Los Angeles? Yes, I live in Los Angeles. Yes, okay. it's been uh, many years. Okay. But, but Samuel Jong is an uh, Asiatic name. What it's actually my. Uh, My English name is Samuel, and my legal name is Shen, S-H-E-N, and my last name is Chong. I'm originally from China, Beijing, China. China. Yes. Okay, okay, great, great. Well, I'm so glad you contacted me, because I, um, you know, I get a lot of emails, but uh, definitely what you had to say was very interesting, and um, boy, there's a lot to talk about. I've, I've taken pages and pages of notes, so We'll have a lot to talk about, and also you'll be on I, you'll be on my uh, BBS show um, this coming Saturday as well. Yes, yes. That'll be yeah. So that'll that'll be in English too. So that'll be in English. But um, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get interested in 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 this topic? Um, so I was born in Beijing, China. Okay. I had a fascination about space when I was young. I wanted to learn from the people, the ETs who have advanced uh, civilization advanced knowledge so that we could progress at a much faster pace so in my subconscious mind i was always looking for such information interesting okay. also uh, samuel hat gerade erzählt er ist in peking auf, geboren und aufgewachsen und schon als kind uh, hat er sich immer dafür interessiert für außerirdisches und über das wissen von außerirdischen und das hatte ich schon als kind wie gesagt um, inspired. Great, great.
So um, anyway, how did you run across this, the, the um, it's called the Tia Uba prophecies. Am I pronouncing it correctly? I hope. Yes, Tia Uba prophecy. Tia Uba prophecy. How did that start, by the way? I searched on Amazon looking for books on ET contactees, and I accidentally found this book, and I checked it out from a library. Also Ted fragt ihn, wie er auf das Tia Uba Projekt gekommen ist, auf diese Prophezeiung von Tia Uba. Und er sagt einmal, er hat einfach auf Amazon gegoogelt, hat gesucht nach äh, Büchern oder Inhalten, die eben mit außerirdischen Kontakten zu tun haben. Und da ist er ganz zufällig drauf gestoßen auf dieses Buch Tia Uba Prophezeiung. Interesting. Okay, and what year was that? That was in 2014. Oh, 14. Yes. And then the original author was a French fellow named Michael, whose name was? Michel de Marquet. Okay, to show what, okay. Now he, has he, had he passed on by the time you discovered his book or was he still alive? He was still alive. He was living in Vietnam at that time. Oh, okay. All right, great, great. Also der das Buch geschrieben hat, ist der Michael de Marquet und der, um, der hat in Vietnam gelebt, okay? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Did, you, did you meet with him before he passed away, or? Yes, I met him twice. Uh, one in 2016 and the other time in 2018. I see. Great, great. And Samuel had ihn had den Michael direct personally kennengelernt, nicht zweimal, einmal 2016 und einmal 2018 persönlich. I'm just curious. Was his soul from? The uh, Tia Uba planet, by the way, was he sent here or was he from somewhere else? No, he wasn't uh, sent here. He was born in France and lived in Australia. The highest level of uh, planet he lived on was um, a category seven in his past life. I see. Okay. I see. I see. Also, the Frage war, ob Michael in. Uh also direkt aus Tia Uba kommt von diesem Planeten. Aber Samuel hat gesagt, nein, er ist in auf dieser Erde in Frankreich geboren worden und in frühen Leben hat er einmal, also hat er schon auf Planeten gelebt, uh, Kategorie 7. What is Category 7? Oh, that's Uber is not Category 7. And what is Earth? Yeah, what is Earth? Earth, is, is, a, Earth is a Category 1 planet. One? One. Yeah, one, yes. And Theoba is a Category 3 planet. I'm sorry, what? I it's a Category 9 planet. Theoba is a Category 9 planet. I see. Yes. So and we're in first grade here then, I guess. Um, yes. Okay. Also this means, also ich sag's noch mal auf Deutsch, und zwar, Öst, also um, Planet Erde ist eine Kategorie 1 uh, Planet und Theoba is a Category 9 Planet. And this is a measurement of uh, consciousness and Bewusstseins level. Yes, it's a measure of uh, people's uh, spiritual evolution or people's spiritual levels. Okay, also this is an dieser dieser Maßstab sozusagen für die Entwicklung des der spirituellen Entwicklung der Menschen. Is it right in this book uh, stands that this is the uh, the what is the word um, what the, what the, what all the people or the humankind is the purpose is to to uh, spiritual evolve. This is it. This is yes. purpose. The purpose of people living in the world is to grow spiritually and to learn spiritual lessons. 
Genau, also das ist vielleicht für viele interessant. Wir sind hier auf diesem Planeten in erster Linie deswegen, um eben spirituell zu wachsen. Das ist unsere Hauptaufgabe. Das haben vielleicht alle noch nicht so alle so gesehen. That's what I've been saying for many, many years. And it's nice to get confirmation. <laughs> Now there's 3.5 million ways we could go today. Um, but but leading that um, on page 115 of the book, it says in the book, it says the real dangers on this planet is money. And then politicians, I'll let ja, in diesem Buch steht auf Seite 115, glaube ich, hat er gesagt, äh, eine große Gefahren auf dieser Welt bei uns ist ähm, das Geld und die Politik. Ja, and then uh, journalists and drugs together. Hey, I'm also a journalist. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm having a drug of caffeine right now, so. Yeah, you have the, all the drugs, yes, the, the coffee. <laughs> er trinkt auch Drogen. Yeah. Okay. What else? And then religions. Yeah, there's just so much to say about this. And um, Samuel, I'd love your comments on those. There's a lot of ways we can go, but... Um... Yeah, the most important danger on Earth is definitely money because everything revolves around money, right. like the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, and also the military-industrial complex. Right. Also, er hat das jetzt das Geld noch einmal als großes Problem auf dieser Welt herausgehoben, weil ja in diesem Geldkomplex auch äh, die ganzen, das Militär und die Waffenindustrie und sehr viel auch Unwesen getrieben wird mit dem Geld. Mhm. And then the, the, the point he brings up in his book, Samuel, is um, imagine a world without money. And, you, and he described fascinating account of what life was like in Mew before it was destroyed. Where he goes to a market, Samuel, and he just picks out what he wants. And then he says, well, do I need any money? And no, it's all provided. But it's, it's the community is first, but it's not communism as we practice it here, but it's, it's a communal type of thing where everyone cares for each other. Exactly. It yeah. is a very interesting account of uh, the ancient civilizations that existed on Earth, and we can try to follow their um, ways of living and try to live in a world and possibly without money is doable. Yeah, right, right. I'll let Gerhard translate. Yeah, yeah uh, wo fange ich an? Und zwar, also... Die alten, du, ihr seid, ja, die alten äh, Zivilisationen sind auch ohne Geld ausgekommen, habe ich das so richtig verstanden. Und es gibt auch, um, ja, Ted, I have a, a question, because ja, natürlich. Ted, um, Samuel did comments. Where do you find these comments? Uh, comments? Where? Oh, on, on that, it's on page uh, 115 of the book. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've got okay. it all marked down here. I've got lots of notes. So, okay, okay. so uh, Samuel, you you are a co-writer in this book, no? No, I helped the book to be published in China ah. and Taiwan. And I met the author and learned the things he didn't write in the book. That's my motivation of meeting him. I okay. So you can you could put in the comments then in the in this book. Um not in the book 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, um, yeah, in the future, I'll share what I know that he was not allowed to write in the book. I see. Interesting. Ah, okay. okay. Also, wirklich, Samuel Chong ist sozusagen wirklich ein um, Informationskanal, also dass diese Botschaft noch rausgebracht wird auf diese Welt, obwohl eben der Autor, mm -hmm. der Michael, nicht mehr jetzt lebt. Und um, Samuel wird auch Teile der Informationen, die Michael damals nicht schreiben durfte, auch noch später publizieren wahrscheinlich. For the answers I've been looking for about Earth's ancient history, it's the best book I've ever read on it, actually. Because it goes all the way back. Some books go back to Atlantis, but none of them go back before that. Right. Um, the, also Ted sagt auch, this is eines der besten Werke, die er jetzt gelesen hat. Und zwar, today's issue is um, the history of the planet. Also, Geschichte des Planeten. Can we go into deeper about the history of the planet? Yeah, yeah. Gerhard wanted to know um, who invented the Happy Meal at McDonald's. And um, Mart <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I got it. We can, <laughs> um, yeah, we can go into the history. But as uh, you know, 1.35 million years or three yeah it's that's a long time so there's a lot of things that happen during that time um but um and people can go back to history by accessing the akashic record and some people can do that also the book talks about a time machine developed being developed by the u.s government we have also access to the akasha yes of course yeah 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 okay. Also um, Samuel hat gesagt, man kann, jeder Mensch kann in die Vergangenheit reisen und zwar, weil es eine energetische Datenbank gibt, sozusagen die Akasha-Chronik und wenn, wenn man die Fähigkeit hat, sich darauf einzulinken, so kann man im Prinzip in jedes Zeitalter äh, sich bewusst verbinden und dadurch wissen, was passiert ist. This is a topic that Albert Einstein, my friend, who I am in contact with, have been for years. Um, he has said that, um, uh, I remember his quote, he's here now, by the way, he said that um, the, the invention of the atomic bomb ex uh, changed everything except for our spirituality. And there's the danger because the scientists, you know, they, we have that technological basis now, but the problem with society, it's, it's your book, um, is about how uh, we focus so much on technological gains and materialism, we have forgot the spiritual part of it. And that's where we can destroy ourselves with nuclear weapons, as one example. Ted sagt, er ist in Verbindung mit Albert Einstein. Der Ted ist ja ein Medium. Und er sagt, Albert ist auch gerade sozusagen präsent für ihn. Und er hat, also Einstein hat auch gesagt, dass ja die Erfindung der Atombombe eigentlich gedacht war für spirituelle Entwicklung, aber sie wurde halt dann missbraucht. And if I may take that one step further, um, you can also look at the shot program as a way to destroy our DNA and destroy human species. Um, it's, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole new issue that's come up in the last couple of years, which I personally had never thought about, but it's now staring us in the face. Ja, er erwähnt auch dann das Impfprogramm, wo er meint, dass es eben auch äh, missbraucht wurde und die DNA 
Störung sozusagen auch wirklich sehr schädlich ist und Menschen schadet. And as people know, we have a lot of problems and issues in our own government here in the United States and many other countries too, for that matter. And as part of that, uh, what was interesting, the head, the king of Mu, Mu was um, a god who, who, he was a person whose goal was the well-being of the people. He was very spiritual and he wasn't paid, so there was no money involved. And um, so it, it, it's a, it was an interesting thing because people get into politics here in this country and other countries all for the wrong reasons, I think. Exactly. You know. And when he passed away, people celebrated because they know that he was going to raise up to a different level, a higher level, higher category of a planet. Oh, oh, the, the king of Mew. Uh -huh. The king of Mew, yes. Right, right, right. That's, people celebrated. That's interesting. Who is the king of Mew? Um, you're asking, oh, the name. I have the name. Um, yeah, who is it? Samuel, you have the name? I, I have the name written down. Um, it's actually... Um, The name is not exactly written in the book, but he reincarnated into uh, the figure, another ET on the planet Theoba. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's a um, figure in this book and one who is on planet incarnated on the planet. At the according to, on page 87 of the book, the last king of Mu was was listed as Latio Nusi, L L A T I O N U S I, Latu Nusi. Um, yeah, that was about 14,500 years ago, give or take. Yes, Talk, talked about him. Yeah, yeah. About him. Uh, Samuel, for you, this Tia Uba planet still exists. Yes. Yeah, it still exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th this whole one of the things I think you have to remember, and I think Samuel would agree, Gerhard, is that the universe is teeming with life out there. There's just so much life. And we've just just know just a little bit, you know, we even have discussions about whether there's life out there. And of course, there is. And we've all come from somewhere else. This planet is a mixing pot of races from all different parts of the universe and dimensions as well. Exactly. Yeah, in my opinion. Also, das yeah. Universum ist voll von Leben und es gilt es noch zu entdecken. And I think with all the world's problems today, I'm like you, Samuel and Gerhard, I want to focus in on solutions and what they said in their, in their book about what things we can learn from the last 1.3 million years of human evolution. I mean, from their own experience about what how we can make this planet a better place. So that's been the purpose of my show now for nine years, been broadcasting over nine years. That's my purpose, so. The key is to obtain knowledge and to have non-resistant, non-violent resistance. So people, if people act together in a non-violent way and resist the tyranny, things are going to change. I, I agree. And I want to add that you write in, your, in the book, it's excellent, it says violence is not a solution and never have been. Um, and, because we, 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 in the US, we have a government out of control. 
I could, I could spend the next six hours talking about all the bad things going on here, but I'm not. But just say people know there's trouble. But um, I think we are having a spiritual, the start of a spiritual revolution here in the United States. I just hope it'll be peaceful. But I, I, I do see this government, current government coming down, going down. Also Ted sagt, er könnte stundenlang über die schlechten Sachen reden, aber wir fokussieren uns hier auf das Gute, auf das, was uns weiterbringt. So, that's uh, also the purpose of Radio Soul, to bring out the, the good things. It is not just the government, it's the people who um, kind of control the government behind the scenes, because it really doesn't matter whether it's a Republican or Democrat. That's right. It's a special interest group, the uh, financiers. And right. Michelle de Marquet told me personally, in person, that there are 12 families running everything behind everything. Right. And he also mentioned about Trump, that um, he was comparing Trump to the likes of Martin Luther King or Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And he, he was afraid that Trump was going to be assassinated. But uh, that's what he told me personally. I see. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Samuel sagt, es ist jetzt nicht, sind nicht die Regierung das Problem, sondern die, die hinter den Regierungen stehen, die das finanzieren alles. Und ja, Trump was, uh, was, uh, what you said, it was uh, a problem for Trump. He might have been assassinated. Yes. He, he, was, he was afraid that Trump was going to be assassinated because right. he was comparing Trump to the likes of Martin Luther King or Gandhi. I see. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's very that's a very good point, actually. Thank you for mentioning that. I don't know how many different attempts on his life, eight to ten. I, I lost count. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't hear about them, but yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I don't want to... I'm not I'm not claiming I'm Martin Luther King or Gandhi, but I have had about I've had numerous attempts in my life too, but I've kept safe by paying attention to my angels and asking for protection. And I've gotten it. So angels are uh, I wrote here um I read here that to Tiauba is also the name of angels. Is this right? Tiauba is actually the name of the planet. Yes, okay. That Michelle de Marquet visited. Okay, interesting. 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 Also nicht, I'm here on a website, it's called hereuber.com. Do you know this website? Yes, I know that website. It's by Dr. Tom Chaco. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. I, I feel, the... I feel Michelle's presence today. He's listening. Uh, today, I can feel his, his spirit here, which is really, which is really great. Um, um, the thing is, is also, um, he writes about on page 117, he writes about how journalists can exert influence on people. So, um, Gerhard, um, we can, we can influence people in a good way. Right. Unlike the mass media, which exerts often on people in a bad way with violence and scare stories and fear porn. So. Mm. Right. Exactly. Like, so that's why. Yeah, it's, it, we have uh, possibilities and just as uh, in the case of money, you can, good, you, you can make good things out of it and bad things out of it. Yes. 
and I'm also trying to appear on as many shows as possible to spread the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly, exactly. And he's the, the and the book that you said you he writes that you have to rise above hate, jealousy, resentment, and envy, and do what Jesus said, which was to love one another. These are beautiful, beautiful passages. Yeah, really, yeah, really nice passages. Yeah, and I think it's really important to get this message out. That's the message I got from it. What is the core message, Samuel? The core message is man exists for the sole purpose of spiritual growth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we should not really um, focus too much on the technologies because that is currently enslaving us in a more materialistic world. We should take advantage of the technologies to make us more spiritual. Right. Right. That's that's the big message of, of the book and what his message. Yeah. Right. Also Kernbotschaft ist ähnlich wie wir es am Anfang gesagt haben, eben der, dass die Menschheit die Aufgabe hat oder es ist unser Zweck, dass wir spirituell wachsen und dass wir uns nicht zu sehr auf die Technik fokussieren, die uns auch sozusagen abhängig machen kann. On that point on page 118, he writes that drugs reverse a person's um, natural process of evolution. And they are against nature, which I thought was very interesting. So they can enslave us as well, certainly. Yes. I think. And they're specifically referring to uh, hallucinogenic drugs. And also pharmaceutical drugs are not necessarily good for our health, but hallucinogenic drugs kind of take us back um, to, to the evolution. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Haben wir schon gewusst, aber eben, das wird ja auch noch unterstrichen, genau. Und Halogenie. Ja, like LSD, Mescaline, that okay, drugs. Diese yeah, yeah. veränderten Drogen können uns zurückschmeißen. Could you, could you talk about the Psychosphere? Mm -hmm. I thought that was fascinating. Um, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a psychosphere, Gerhard. I'll I'll spell it out for you off off English on the chat room here. Um, it's it's um, it's it's actually is that the Akashic records? Is that part of the psychosphere? Yes, it's actually what we call the Akashic records. It's actually something that rotates around Earth at seven times the speed of light, recording everything that happens on Earth. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Also, wir reden hier von der Psychosphäre, also Psychosphäre. Es ist sowas ähnliches wie die, oder es ist wahrscheinlich ähm, ein anderer Begriff für die Akasha-Chronik, wo eben alles, was auf dieser, in diesem Universum passiert, aufgezeichnet wird äh, in siebenfacher Lichtgeschwindigkeit. So, today's broadcast, what, you're, what we're all saying now is being recorded in this Akashic Records then. And people can actually access the Akashic record by raising the vibrations, matching the speed, matching the vibrations of the psychosphere to obtain okay. information. Sie können auf die Akashic Chronik zugreifen, indem sie ihre Schwingung erhöhen und sich einstimmen auf diese psychosphäre. Before, before Dr. Masuramoto in Japan uh, died in, in October of 14, he said everything was how to or vibration, mm -hmm. which I thought was, that's always stuck in my mind. 
and he would program water with the correct vibrations to get rid of diseases, cure spiritual conditions, all kinds of stuff. But he said it was all vibration and what you said fits in with the same same thing. Ja, erwähnt auch Dr. Emoto, der das passt gut zum Thema, der das auch erkannt hat. Und wenn du Wasser mit der entsprechenden Frequenz beschwingst, dann kannst du dich auf diese Sache einstimmen. Ja, yeah, great. Wow. Well, I gotta tell you too, next time I'm in Los Angeles, I'll give you a call. It'll be great to see you in person. I, I was supposed to go next month to the Conscious Life Expo in LA, but uh, I got an invitation, but um, it's not quite safe for me to travel yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'll have to postpone it till uh, next year, but I might get down to LA at some point this year. I'm not sure. But Can we learn to link into the psychosphere? Yes, uh, some people can be linked into the psychosphere. In fact, there's an author called uh, James Churchward. Oh, yeah. Right. When he met the monk in India, and, and he was actually led into the Akashic record. Who is he? James. James. Yeah, go, go ahead, my friend. James, I'll type. James, James Churchward. C-H-U-R-C-H-W-A-R-D. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But not everybody can link in. Uh, people who have the knowledge um, can access the Akashic record by right. practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With proper guidance and training, anyone can do it, I think. Yes, I agree. That's the, um, that's actually the, the premise of my new book, Journey to the Other Side. It teaches mm -hmm. people how to get to the other side. Great. And I have an, another book, um, It's written in German, Die ganze Welt für Einstein, where the whole world is one. Messages mm -hmm. from Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, and Nostradamus. So. Yes. Anyway, but that's premise. So we're, I see eye to eye with you in all these topics, which is great. So, anyway. Journey to the other side, and alles wird eins sein, die er geschrieben hat, die man auch hier beziehen kann. Yeah, yeah. What I liked about the book, it has many positive messages in the book itself, because people are raising questions about, um, I mean, what do you do with a rogue government we have in the United States who wasn't, they weren't elected validly. Um, um, I, I hope it doesn't come to violence, but President Washington, George Washington has told me that starting uh, this March in about two months, it's going to be the start of a spiritual revolution in the United States that I hope does not Turn violent. Also Ted sagt, dass in Amerika, wie er das wahrnimmt, eine spirituelle Revolution startet und es besteht aber auch dann die Gefahr, dass es zu äh, gewaltvollen Auseinandersetzungen gibt. Um, I have a little quotation book from President Kennedy, who I also talked to as well. And he said in 1963 that um, when um, peaceful um, Uh, 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 change becomes impossible, um, a violent revolution uh, becomes probable. Because if you give people no chance, then you're going to see riots. And they'll, because everybody has an inherent nature of justice within them. And, and I thought that was very appropriate. He still feels that way today. So you've got to give people their say. And if you clamp down people on hard and all these lockdowns and mandates, they're going to rebel. And they are rebelling now. So, you know, exactly. You know, um, 
like in, in Canada uh, a year ago, you know, I got it handed to the Canadian truckers. They stood up against Trudeau and they did have a good effect worldwide and it's going to happen again. Yes. So. And I hope uh, things will happen this time. And being a Chinese myself, I know in the past election, the Chinese government was actually involved in um, a lot of the things that they shouldn't have been involved with, interfering with the uh, election process. And right. It's very unfortunate that the, they're doing a lot of things bad, very bad things to the Chinese people and people around the world. Right. Uh, did, did you mean that in China, there are also maybe a, a, a revolution from the people? Well, I hope they're going to happen, but the thing is uh, people don't necessarily have the knowledge to do it because everything is controlled by the government. The media and the censorship kind of stopped people from gaining awareness, awareness or knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit difficult for China, but I'm hoping things will happen. I'll share with you what ha what Nostradamus said after um, the Gerhard translates, if you like. Uh, uh, Nostradamus. Also in China is it not so that the people really controlled are and the media and that everything is so one-sided that they don't come to the idea, so like us in Europe or America, that it's nicht so leicht zu einer Revolution kommt, weil ich danach gefragt habe, aber er hofft natürlich auch, dass es auch hier Menschen yeah. aufwachen. Und yeah. Nostradamus, Nostradamus told me, I think it's in my book, um, I have another book, this one's in English, Messages from the Masters, I published a couple of years ago with messages from Albert Einstein and Nostradamus and President Kenny, but in this book, he said that China would become a democracy. Um, it, it's inevitable, basically, that's what he said, under any timeline. Um, because people want justice and they also want freedom too, and it would would come. And I think you're starting to see that now slowly, but it's starting to, and and even with the kind of government they have in China, um, they're, they're, um, people are fighting back and standing up. A lot of good people in China, they can only stand so much, you know, yes. so. It's a part of the force. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So anyway. Yeah, like in this country, they can only stand so much. Nostradamus had him vorausgesehen, that in China auch eine Demokratie entstehen wird. Ted had das in seinem Buch Messages from the Masters geschrieben. And that can auch nachlesen in seinem Buch. Back in back in the book, there's there's just lots of gems in the book. There's one on page 106 where um, he's written that India, Japan, and China were all colonized by Mu. Which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What does it mean? Colonized. Um, they started civilization there. They okay. brought settlers. Why the Chinese are yellow? Yeah. Well, there were. It was a real mixed bag. They had. They had a black race, a yellow race. They right. had people there too. It was. Did it correlate to this that um, Africans are black and Chinese are yellow? In. Is yeah. This, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are from this population, from the civilizations. From the civilization, that's right. Uh -huh. And and what's interesting is that we can talk about Churchward if you want. I'm familiar with his book. Um, he was stationed in India, I believe, in the 1870s or 80s. Mm -hmm. And um, he went to a Hindu temple, was very interested. And there was an elder... Um, uh, sadhu holy man hindu uh, hindu holy man who came out 
And he started sharing these ancient Sanskrit texts with Churchward about the history of, I believe, Mu and also the Nakal, N-A-C-A-A-L, of who were the predecessors. Um, I, I'm not sure whether, I think Mu came first and then Nakal, they were a priestly class. And they talked about the true history of, of humanity. And so then he spent the rest of his life writing books and studying and amazing the work he did. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I understand right that the king Mu is the king from the planet Hiaubo? Or is it a, a king here on Earth? Was it? It was Earth. Earth. It was Earth, yeah. It was Earth, uh huh. Yeah. But after he passed away, he, after many lifetimes, he uh, was born on the planet Theoba okay. um, again. Uh, I mean, just um, he was a very spiritual man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. right. That's right. That's right. And you can find this in the history books also, King Mew. I don't know. You can find it in in Samuel and Michael's Mikkel's book, but mm -hmm. I don't think it's this stuff we're talking about today, Gerhard. Much of it is not in the history books, except for Churchward's book, which is good, but a lot of it's not anywhere to be found. What is the difference between the, the history as you uh, experienced it and the history they want to uh, let us know? Well, they don't really explain anything, do they? <laughs> they don't really explain anything. Um, it also talks about, I, I know you're probably going to mention it, uh, they helped us uh, throughout history. Okay. Like the ancient past and also Right. In modern times during World War II as well, specifically mentioning about uh, Germany, they actually prevented uh, Germany from being the first country to develop the atomic bomb. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. And I did some research. A friend of mine did research, Heisenberg, Dr. Heisenberg. Ah, interesting. Made a very interesting, made a very stupid mistake that a scientist uh, should have made. And that kind of prevented the Hitler from moving forward with the, uh, the plan to develop the, the atomic bomb. Um, it's very interesting. Deutschland had the atom bomb entwickelt, and who prevented it? The Theobans, the EPs. Yeah, Theobans prevented it. Yeah, yeah. I have to tell you two little things. Um, about it's about three hours from here by car where I'm living now. And um, there's a black hole outside of a city called Ellensburg, Washington. And this was mentioned on Coast to Coast. You've been on Coast to Coast before. Yeah. And it was a place where people would push old cars and garbage down because it would, you could never hear it drop. Oh. And um, I forgot the name of it, um, but it was back in the 80s where uh, people investigating it found um, a German Luger pistol and a silver dime dated um, 1943 with a B for Berlin as the mint mark. Mm -hmm. So that it was it was a, it was from a, another timeline where Germany had actually won World War II mm -hmm. and taken over the world. And these were artifacts from that time. That's what they said it was. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there's another guy named oh, Corey Good. He was on my show, gosh, maybe six, seven years ago. And he said he went to a time machine 
in the secret space program where he talked to somebody where where Hitler had won the war, World War II, another timeline. It was total draconian. But that's not this timeline. We're on a good timeline. <laughs> but but I understand what you're saying because we didn't want uh, Hitler to win the war in this timeline. Mm. Yeah, right. Right. So. And the thing that there are so many verifiable facts in the book that right. are so intriguing and so incredible. And I think everyone should um, read this book uh, very seriously and and take it very seriously. Right, right. Well, what 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 he wrote, uh, Samuel, in the book, page one thirteen, he writes, "You belong to a civilization that has taken a very taken a wrong turn. Earth cultures are decadent and distorted." Um, and he wrote, "Any totalitarian uh, regime is a step backward for humanity." And I think of all the stuff that the World Economic Forum and our current government here has been pushing. It's all totalitarianism in Canada, Australia, many, New Zealand, many other countries, Samuel. And it's, it's a real danger for humanity. And I think, I think people, people know that. I have uh, been trying to figure out who is behind everything. It's an accident that I found another book. Oh in English called uh, 334,000 Lies, written by supposedly the highest chair of a secret society that was founded in Germany. Um, I, I translated the book from German to English, um, and uh, it reveals a lot of secrets and information about the initiation process of that secret society. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out if everything that's happening right now has something to do with, um, with them. Yeah, I'm getting a yes on that. Actually, has it been published yet or? It has been published in, in German um, about 20 years ago and in English just a, a year ago or so. Oh, the name again? Is it under your name, Samuel? Or? Um, the, I didn't write a book, but I translated. And my name is, um, the uh, translator. Great. What is the name of the book? Uh, the name of the book is uh, 334. 300? Yeah. 334,000 slides. I can put the... the um, yeah, link. in the chat, please. That would be good. Yes. Thank you. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Ja, also er spricht von einem Buch, das über die Geheimgesellschaft, eine Geheimgesellschaft in Deutschland spricht. Die, die das Geldsystem sozusagen entdeckt haben, also erfunden haben und eingesetzt haben, eingebaut haben. Die 334 Promille Lüge ist die deutsche Version. Okay, ich drücke mal auf den okay, auf Amazon bekommen. Great. Okay. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. The, the other thing too, I have to tell you, is that um, there has been an age-old battle on this planet, Samuel and Gerhard, between light and dark, between good and evil. And that's been going on for many, many, I, I, I don't know how long, but many millions of years, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're playing that off right now. That's what's happening on this planet, between dark and light, good and evil. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I know we're going to win. I, I know we're going to win. And the negatives want to enslave us, but I don't see it being successful. But we all are have the responsibility to to stand up for our rights and and make the right choices and we can't let other people do it for us it's all has to be an individual decision i think 
Yes, uh, we determine the course of history because even the Theobans cannot predict what's going to happen a uh, hundred years afterwards. They can only predict what's going to happen within a hundred years into the future. So we have to act. And I think the time is now. We only have a period of time in which we can change the course of history for the better. Right, right. I, I agree. Yeah, that's why I've been doing my work now for, oh, it's a long story. Everything happened. But I, um, I was directed by angels to do this work back in 2013. That's when I started my show. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, to back, back to the mm -hmm. book, uh, 334 Promille Lies. Mm -hmm. This was originally in German and you translated into English. Yes, that's right. Okay. So you can also uh, talk in German? Um, I cannot. I did it in a very unique way because I was so into the book that no one else was translating that book into English. So I took the initiative okay. and I made it happen. I think that book is also uh, important and reveals um, information was, about the speaker's society. Stool, stool. Who was, what, what he was disappeared this? in 2001. And I don't have uh, much information about him. I, I got in touch with the copyright holder. And that's why I had the permission to do everything that I did. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Disappeared in 2001. I think he did probably underground somewhere. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, re it reveals the reason why he was uh, making everything public. Um, but the book is not for everyone. It has a lot of uh, very graphic descriptions of the rituals and horrifying tortures and things uh -huh. like that. Uh, okay, thank you. I'll remember that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, well, the, it's interesting. The, the book you translated, um, it, it, it talks about violence and how violence is perpetuated by our mass media mm -hmm. uh, to our detriment. Mm -hmm. And they want to lead us down to lower eye vibrations, I think, to keep mm -hmm. us in fear all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and the people that, that he visited all seem to be extremely happy and full of love. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you talk about that. I mean, that the book is, that's the overwhelming vibration I get is, is one of love and caring throughout the whole book. Yes. The people on Theoba, they're really compassionate people. Like, they're always um, very happy and seems like they're receiving good news all the time. So when Michelle de Marquet was on their planet, one of the first impression um, that the other, the Theobans had on him was that why he was so sorrowful. Was he sad? Was he, something happened to him that he was very unhappy? So our facial expression to them uh, is of uh, sadness, but but their facial expressions are always um, of uh, pleasantness and also happiness. And they don't have any crimes on their planet. Everything uh, is so perfect, like a paradise, like a heaven. And what? Michel de Marquet really didn't want to leave. He didn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ist ein Planet wie das Paradies und Michael, der Autor dieses Buchs, der wollte damals wir nicht, also nicht mehr zurückkommen. Das kann man ihm nicht übernehmen. Uh, but he came back. He came was back. he, was yeah. he um, in an astral voyage like this, or was he physically there in the on, on this planet? Physically, and he didn't know he was coming back until he went on the spaceship. 
Okay, also er ist wirklich physisch. Uh, he, he traveled with a spaceship. Yes, spaceship. Right. And explains so why they were able to travel um, that far in uh, such a short time because they used uh, something called uh, teleportation or um, super transubstantiation. Um, they kind of uh, went into deep space and then suddenly they vibrate um, to a certain frequency and then transported the material object, the spaceship, immediately into another location, um, another location in deep space. And then they traveled at a speed faster than the speed of light onto their uh, planet. Four times faster. Uh, a few times. Four yeah. times? <laughs> yeah, I think four, uh, four times. Okay. I, since um, go go ahead and translate Gerhard, and then I'd like to add something to that. Ja, also ich gefragt, ob eben äh, der Mikey jetzt in einer Art Astralreise auf diesen Planeten transportiert wurde, wurde oder auch wirklich physisch. Und er hat mir gesagt, ja, physisch über ein Raumschiff. Und das war nur war möglich eben so schnell in dieser kurzen Zeit da sie eine Technologie haben, wo man in eine gewisse Frequenz ähm, sich also schwingt und dadurch Materie dematerialisiert wurde und auf einem anderen Platz im tiefen Universum wieder materialisiert wurde und dann ist sozusagen der Ende der, das letzte Stück der Reise wurde dann noch in Lichtgeschwindigkeit zu dem Planeten gemacht. Also das ist ein spannendes Detail auch. My, um Myself, I, I have, I'm from the Pleiades, among other places, and I've been in contact with him since 1976-77. And recently, it was, um, I think it was a year or two ago, uh, I, I, last couple of years I've become friends with Plidian Admiral Halosaurus, who's, who's the Admiral in charge of the 8.5 million drones and ships currently orbiting planet Earth, helping us with our ascension. They've been bombarding the planet with lots of high energy positive vibrations now since uh, November of, 2018 and um uh, they've given me actually quarters up on the ship so I go, I go up there frequently and i i sometimes have a difficult time coming back too but i my contract's here for now so i have to fulfill my obligations so i'm here but uh one day i'll go and i'll stay there so you have to to make your show with me i i will <laughs> <laughs> they're all listening right now they're having it's fun The show is being beamed, by the way, onto the ship and then back to Alcon, which is their central base in the in the in the Pleiades. And then from there, it's it's beamed also to um, the Galactic Alliance. So there's a, we have a lot of listeners today, including your friends are here, too. I'm getting. Yeah, they're here listening to you. So they think you're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Know, you know, because you follow your heart like I do and Gerhardt does. You know, we don't we don't do stuff for money. We do things that well, I do things my angels tell me to do. So anyway. Yeah. And the higher purpose for things. So, yeah. um, um, have they have? Um, go ahead, Gerhard. Yeah. Um, the, this issue of money is also very interesting for me. I invented a parallel system to to uh, change uh, values without money, and I want to bring it to to Earth and to the planet. Mm. Okay. It's Great. interesting for you. Great. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, great. it's it's a, because in these times we are we 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 are so uh, 
depended with we're depending on the money and uh there there should be as another system to change the values directly mm -hmm. so that's that's why i work in this and these uh things too yeah Yes, I, it's very important to uh, do that as soon as possible because um, I really see a financial crisis coming up and a lot of people who don't have the information or knowledge uh, will be uh, kind of uh, frustrated by the situations. Um, so it's important not to rely on money. I think uh, Rona Bernard and, um, is trying to do the same thing. He he encountered, uh, I mean, he was a, a banker that used to work with uh, members of the Illuminati, which uh, is an organization that I didn't believe uh, to be existed, to, to be in existence until I read the book, uh, The uh, 334 Lies. And and I uncovered a lot of uh, the information that uh, that is so shocking. Interesting. And I, I just want to get... Some, somehow cooperate to bring it out in a uh, very uh, soft way to, to a secure way <laughs> to bring it out this uh, this new possibilities to change values and but we have to be careful to to bring it in in small steps I think um, yeah. what do you think? I'm, I'm still figuring out how to do that in a way that um that's powerful and, and, and also safe because uh, people who tried in the past uh, were not able to succeed because um, the special interest groups uh, get them silenced. So, but there might be someone in, in, in China, billionaire XL in New York, a Chinese businessman, he is trying to kind of make smaller changes um to our current system and i'm hoping he can succeed and then other systems can can come up and maybe better than his i i don't know what's going to happen but i'm trying to make um, contribute as much as i can to that process i think so, do you know somebody who is in this um better you can uh, bring it to me if you want to I'll send you the, the links. Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay. The other thing too, I think um, um, my guides, my angels tell me that beginning in May, the, the energies will get a lot better here on the planet because a lot of the negativity you're currently up against um, is, is waning. They're declining. So the good energies are coming in and it's through our own choices too. I mean, a lot of it, all of it's up, up, upon us to make the right choices. But um, it's happening slowly, but it is happening, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I'm, I'm looking at a very bright and beautiful future for everyone. So mm -hmm. there's Gerhard's uh, email there. Yeah. Office at planetsoul.net. You can write me. Let me copy down first. Yes. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, did your friend before you, before he passed when you met him? What else did he say that he couldn't? If you feel comfortable in sharing it, if if not, that's fine. Because I got like pages and pages of notes we can talk about. So. Yeah, he revealed two information that he uh, didn't write in the book, but he revealed publicly. One is regarding the Sphinx in Egypt. He says there are three chambers beneath the Sphinx. 
okay. that when we are ready, when the time is right, they can be opened. And when that happens, everything will be known. Okay, good. I, I was told um, by my Pleiadian friends that when our vibrations go high enough, our frequency goes high enough, we'll be able to access the history of Atlantis and the planet Earth. And it's 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 in one of the places it's in the it's in the Sphinx Sphinx. Another place is in um, I believe it's in the Yucatan Peninsula, somewhere uh, in a cave. Uh, there's several places in the Earth which has it, but our vibrations have to be high. If they're not very high, not high enough, we won't be able to access it. So you have to have very high vibration. We're getting there. Yeah. 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 So. Also, da gibt es angeblich unter der Sphinx drei Kammern die wir derzeit noch nicht äh, zugreifen können, aber die, wenn die Schwingung des Planeten sich anhebt, wird es auch Zugang geben zu diesen Kammern. Uh, what about these three uh, chambers? Uh, they contain information that uh, is going to reveal what happened in the past. So everything will be known. Right, right. In diesen Kammern gibt es Informationen, was in der Vergangenheit wirklich and what I'm getting, what I've been told, Samuel and, um, and Gerhard, is that it's contained in the rocks, granite, I got quite light granite, in the rock itself of the, of the Sphinx. And, and I'll give you an example how that can change. Um, I was with, with a small group of people. Uh, we were in Peru. It was uh, three years ago this month. And we went to a place called Amiramuro, which is a stargate into the hollow earth in Agartha. And when we got out of this van, nobody was around. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. The sun was starting to set. It's right next to Lake Titicaca. Um, and uh, right next to, oh God, what's the name? That it's, na it's the name of that place that was settled by Mew with the statutes there, the highland. Teotihuacan, is that it? Or is it... Um, there's another place, um, it's right next to Lake Titicaca, not about an hour outside of Puno. Um, and anyway, in the book, you, you wrote that, or Michael wrote that, uh, um, that was established by Mew, and now it all makes sense. Anyway, we walked up to the Stargate and there was a, there was a, a chair in the, this rock sandstone cliff. And one of my friends um, uh, from New Jersey, he, um, nice guy, um, Tom, yeah, he he put his. We could all hear this singing, and they were, and we thought somebody else was up there, but there wasn't anybody there. It was deserted, and it turned out to be a chorus of children singing to us from Agartha in the Hollow Earth. Mm -hmm. And he was standing in front of this portal, and suddenly the the rock. He put his hand on the rock next to this chair, and and it, the rock became like a sponge. Mm. It could pass through it. Then the rock became loosened, and he could see Agartha down below us. Mm. So his 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 um, vibration was very high, and in like manner, I'm, I'm sure if he had been over at the Sphinx in Egypt, that that could have happened as well. He could have seen those those records for the for the Atlantis. But you've got to have your vibrations high. It's got everything's got to be right. And the people you're with, if you're with a group of people, you all have to have those high vibrations. If one person has doubts or is negative, it brings everybody down, everything gets shut down. So anybody I wanted to share that with you, how it could happen. So mm -hmm. I think for some of us, if we did go to the Sphinx in Egypt, it would be accessible.
But you, but you have to, when I take people every year, you may want to come with me, actually, if you want this year, Samuel, I go to Mount Shasta where people get a lot of healings from Adama from the hollow earth, mm -hmm. but they're pretty adamant. We have to, they want people to have a very high vibration mm -hmm. and have no doubts. And they get like this year or last year, I had um, several, one lady who had uh, eyesight restored in one of her eyes, mm -hmm. completely restored within a day. Another guy had another woman had scoliosis curvature of the spine. She'd been in pain for decades, completely healed within a day. Um, another lady had Lyme disease, mm -hmm. completely healed within 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, two people who had lost hearing, hearing was restored just like that. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have high vibrations and be open to it. If you have negativity or doubt, it shuts it. Your belief system can shut the healing down. And your belief system can either open up things like the Sphinx for those records. You could open up and go into Agartha, the hollow earth at, at this Stargate at Lake, next to Lake Titicaca in Peru. But you've got to believe in it and you've got to have your vibrations high and be open to it. And some, like the Thelotians, say it's, it's good not to eat meat three weeks before you go on the trip because you want to purge yourself of those negative energies from the animals who have been killed. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the second information. It's regarding the grace, the gray aliens, the right. gray ETs. Right. He says um, it's true that there they were about uh, by the year 1995, there were about uh, 150 people or so that had implants from the grace because the grace um, had been monitoring us. Um, trying to see how we respond to the same situation they're they're also facing, which is the increasingly decreased immune system. So the Greys are also from a category one planet. They're a dying race right. because of their health related issues. Right. They're looking at how we respond to the same situation because we have also been having issues um, in our immune system since 1948. Interesting. And, and there's no danger uh, for the implants. They're, they're, the Theobans are also constantly monitoring the, uh, the activities of the greys. Right, right, right. Well, the greys, from what I've been told, um, suffer from a disease called progenesis, mm -hmm. where their DNA breaks down. That's because they've been cloned so much. And mm -hmm. one of the things that brought down, I'm told, the Atlantean civilization is that they started using cloning, and they created mermaids and mermen to go out and get seafood for them out in the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. That was one of the things they did. They also crossbred um, um, uh, humans with other animals. They made people who were half dog and half human. Mm. And in the shot program that's come out, um, I saw pictures about, I don't know, four or five months ago of newborn babies in Turkey, which were half dog and half human from the Pfizer shots. Mm -hmm. um, another a little baby in Turkey looked like an octopus because the poor kid had like seven or eight different arms. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was pretty shocking, to be honest. But they're doing the same thing with the shop program. They're, the mRNA actually is, is, a, is a way to experiment on humans and put in um, a DNA not from this planet to create people who are not fully human. Mm -hmm. uh, and controlled through the nanobots. I mean, there's just so much going on there. Um, That's actually my main concern for the future because right. a lot of people just rely on the um, 
on the government information and also the authoritative figures and they don't have uh, independent thinking they don't look uh, outside of the box so that's actually my main concern for now right right well um i think people have to look outside the box don't you yes i agree they'll miss miss everything um completely um it's why we call this show out of this world radio <laughs> out of the box out of this world <laughs> that's right so we can talk about anything here if you you know and there's oh okay oh that'll be great because um you know as a chinese myself i have access to certain information and uh from the whistleblowers from china and and i think uh it's a man-made virus uh, by the chinese military and and there's a civilian section of the Institute of Biology in Wuhan, there's a military section. And actually, from what I learned, the uh, vice president of China, uh, Wang Qishan, made a few trips to there um, really? before everything happened. Uh -huh. And well, he is, uh, according to the whistleblower Miles School, that he is a member of the Illuminati. Oh, really? Yeah. Well. I guess that kind of fits with everything. Um, I'm sure you've heard of this book, uh, Samuel, called Unrestricted Warfare. Yeah. Um, it's where they use biological agents as part of that uh, mm -hmm. warfare device. Because um, you you look at look at what's happened in this country, where the military has been taking these shots, and a lot of them are dying. Mm -hmm. They actually, for service um, U.S. service women in the U.S. military. For those who've taken the shots, 97% of their of their babies have been stillborn. Yeah. 97%. In the civilian sector, it's ranged where depending where you are in the US between 84 and 94%. So we're wiping out an entire generation of, of newborn babies gone, dead. I find that horrible myself. And I've been talking about it now for several years on my shows. Um, hoping, you know, trying to get wake people up. And like you have been, yeah. a lot of people don't want to hear it or they think I'm crazy and I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, so this is you, why. Samuel, did you say that uh, the virus, the COVID virus comes from a military in China? Yes. Okay. Military section of the Wuhan Institute of Biology. I see. So that has two sections. One is for public, the civilian section, and the other is the military section. I see. Okay. And they um, spread it all over the world. They were originally going to use it on the Hong Kong protesters. Wow. And then, but somehow it, it got out of hand uh, in Wuhan. That was probably an accident. Um, but then, if you see the new strains that uh, show up in the U.S. Or, or the world, those are intentionally released because, you know, I translated, I proofread another book um, written by some of the senior levels of government officials from the Chinese military uh -huh. uh, of the Biological Warfare Department. Mm -hmm. And the, the gist of that book is that um, SARS, the virus that occurred 20 years ago, Right. It was a man-made virus. Mm -hmm. It disappeared so quickly within a few months because it couldn't adapt to the host environment. 
the whole environment of people's bodies. Mm -hmm. So that's why like man-made viruses, they don't survive long in nature. Mm -hmm. So that's why we see so many strains of new like COVID viruses and right. those are just intentionally released by, by the government. Interesting, interesting, yeah. Yeah, a so lot once they stop that, uh, it's going to disappear within a few months. Interesting, interesting. My guides say we're going to make it through, but we have to, we can't go down to the lower vibrations mm. of violence, although um, I, I don't like to see it. It's possible it could, but I don't like to see it myself. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Have, 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 have the... Um, have the benevolent ETs in uh, Michelle in Michael's book? Have they contacted you, by the way, over the years? Uh, no, because uh, my intention was to get most out of it in my lifetime without the assistance of uh, outside help, mm -hmm. unless it is absolutely necessary. I see. Okay. But I learn more by doing everything on my own. I see. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I get a lot of help from um, the Pleiades and the Galactic Alliance mm -hmm. and my angels too. It's constantly so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, where do you where do you think we're going to be in a year? Well, I think uh, just is is purely my speculation, my analytical projections is that we are going to have a financial crisis coming up. Okay. Because not a single time when the Fed raises interest rates so many times in a row, right. but there's a soft landing. Mm -hmm. So we have to be prepared for that. And also, if uh, the Chinese government, the Communist Party, stops uh, releasing new viruses to the world, then we are going to be in a safer place. place. Um, but I'm more concerned about the side effects of the vaccines, uh, the shots. So... Right. Um, and so that's why I'm trying to promote my certain detox methods. Okay. Um, there are certain ways that may be able to help. Uh, I, I don't know if you have any ways, suggestions on how to detox. Well, I, I, have, a, I have a remedy sheet uh, for helping people detox that I've gotten from medical doctors like Dr. Lee Merritt and others in the United States here. Mm -hmm. um, they recommend hydrochloroquine, uh, zinc tablets for blocking it, um, uh, baking soda is a good thing if you if you soak a hot bath and baking soda can draw out poisons out of your body. Uh, activated charcoal, uh, diametaceous earth is good for chelating chelating things out of your body. Um, there's of course ivermectin, which is freely available in Japan, other countries, but not the United States. You can get it, but it's difficult. Um, and that has seemed to help. Um, prayer helps. I was taught. A healing prayer by um, I can send you I can also I'd be happy to send you my remedy sheet by the way you might find it interesting but prayer helps um, in in getting rid of the crap as well because God's stronger than anything that they can pump out with um, but uh, the help is there but in order for the prayers to work you have to believe in God and and want to live mm. if you don't believe in God you're not going to get His help so yeah. So the remedies that I, the detox methods that I suggest um, include uh, a lot of water, um, especially water under sunshine. So the sunshine raises vibrations of the water, kind of energizes the water. And, and the other is um, 
to follow the uh, dietary suggestions by Anthony William, the medical medium, especially the heavy metal detox method that he suggested. Okay. Ivermectin also works, and so is um, artemisinin. Um, but I think uh, drinking um, sufficient water and especially to get enough sunshine um, because of the ultraviolet with uh, vibrations, that's going to help as well. Right. Well, I live in a part of North America, my friend, where I saw the sun for uh, 20 minutes this morning, which was the first time in two weeks. Um, so, I mean, if I'm down in LA, you're down in LA, you see the sun all the time, but up here we don't really see it. But, uh, but you know, another, another four or five months, I'll see the sunshine again. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but Gerhard, do you see much sunshine in Vienna, where you are? Yes, we have, um, in the last days, we have very much sunshine. Oh, that's good. That's good. We we have people, sometimes we don't see the sun for months here. And so when it does come out, you'll you'll see people going out into the street, all taking pictures of the sun, and then they'll put the pictures up on their walls to remember what it looked like. I am just kidding, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but, you know. Um, but uh, it's pretty up here, but it, the sunshine is kind of lacking. Sunshine is wichtig. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I have seen people spontaneously heal um, from shedding and even the vaccine by doing the prayers. Prayers help. Yeah. And um, and uh, basically, what you've done with that, you've put in a lot of very poisonous substances in, into your body that you've got to get out. Mm. Um, actually, there was a study done there. Uh, Pfizer um, released data to this federal court about six months ago, and there were um, in their own company records they they had put in in each little Pfizer shot. There's 187 different diseases, mm. dozens of other varieties of cancer. You name it. It's like mm. which one are you going to die from? You know, it's like Russian roulette. Mm. But uh, I think people are waking up. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are waking up, which is which is good, um, and um, um, and I know we're going to um, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it this time. You know, a lot of challenges. We all signed up for this too. You know, all of our, you know, we chose to be here at this time. It's about the toughest time, and I think in humanity's history. Of, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm doing my best to fulfill my mission in life. Right, right, right. One thing I wanted to share a prophecy with you from Nostradamus, who's here, by the way, and listening right now. Mm-hmm. He told me years ago that the kind of government we have, um, I don't know about other countries, he was talking about the United States, but the government itself, the really big heavy-handed government um, mm-hmm. would would become a lot smaller because people will know how to act and how to how to respect and live each other in peace and harmony and love mm-hmm. without fighting all the time because they'll realize that we all have the spark of god within us mm-hmm. and if we fight and kill each other and harm each other we're really hurting ourselves yes. so that'll stop mm-hmm. second factor is that telepathy will be widespread mm-hmm. and people's language will become secondary and mm-hmm. so today um gerhard in 10 years when we're on the show we'll just sit there and just communicate telepathically we won't mm-hmm. say much Quiet show, it's called. It'll be a it'll be a quiet show. It'll be a quiet show, um, but that's what it'll, it'll be. It'll be like uh, in the future, and as a result of that, 
um, people will be able to look at their politicians and, and read their mind and and they won't they, they won't be able to lie to the people at all. Um, won't be able to lie. And that's going to be a refreshing change, actually. You know, I have a lot of angels around me and I'm also in contact with uh, my spirit family on the other side and and the Pleiadians and the Galactics and um, uh, they, they I ask for their help all the time and I get it. So um, but um, but uh, I think it's it's living in those higher it's like living in a higher dimension. And I am, I think, because that's, that's what I, I, I pay attention to attention to. So um, um, and I think um, what Nostradamus said that, that people, the leaders will be chosen on the basis of their integrity mm. and spiritual values of peace and harmony. Yeah. But it'll be like a council. There won't be any political parties, but mm. it'll be like a council, kind of like not communism, but a kind of like communal sort of governance that and the bottom line will be the highest and best good for the, for the people, whatever, wherever you're living. And I'm looking forward to it. I think that's going to be a great time. Personally. Me too. Me too. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, uh, especially especially given the fact that the book, uh, Field of Prophecy, describes how they were doing everything um, in terms of uh, governments in the <coughs> in Mu and also in the ancient past, <coughs> uh, electing people who really dedicate themselves uh, and without uh, the <coughs> of getting profits and or monetary rewards, but only to serve the people. Right. I think that process is uh, very, deserves our imitation. <coughs> There's um, a bunch of passages which I highlighted, and um, I wanted to cover before, we've got about a half hour left. <coughs> um, you write toward the middle of the book, Samuel, about the, the moon. <coughs> um, and the moon was captured here on this planet. What about half a million years ago? Is that right? When it was passed too close to the Earth and it, then it started, it got, got caught in the orbit of, of this planet? Yes, exactly. And it's actually moving gradually closer to Earth. But you don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about that. You said for uh, 195,000 years, ah, yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time, yes. <laughs> but that's actually contrary to conventional scientific wisdom um, because people say in the science communities that the moon is actually <laughs> moving farther away from us uh -huh. by four centimeters a year or so. Mm. So that's contrary to conventional wisdom. Well, it's like a credit card bill, bill with small payments. As long as you make this payments every year, you can pay it off in 50 years, no problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and there's a bunch of, you, you, there's, a, there's a series of passages in the book. Um, I love how the way the book has written, where um, uh, Mich uh, uh, Michael go, uh, Michelle goes to this planet, interacts with these benevolent ETs, and then he tells about the the planets and the fauna and the interesting. Um, there there was a, 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 a um, an animal called um, I can't pronounce it. It's um, Akipeos. It's half dolphin. Looks like a dol head of a dolphin, but it's it's got the body of a horse. And um, they're they're found on Mew. Um, and they're extinct now, but they did live back then. And they were um, they were I guess they were they they looked like they might have been part dolphin and part horse, mm -hmm. but they were there uh, in the um, in, in that civilization. And um, 
Oh, let me see here. I've gotten, I've got some notes I've typed out too. Um, um, he, in his book, it was very interesting. He said that um, uh, after several thousand years of, of darkness and savagery on planet earth, a, a civilization appeared and technology was development, uh, a development that was accelerated during the past 150 years, which is where we are now. And then he wrote, it's been about 14,500 years since a comparable level of technological advance has existed on Earth. Um, and, um, um, but it's only material knowledge and not spiritual knowledge. And he writes, technology should assist spiritual development, not confine people more and more within the materialistic world as what's happening now on your, on your planet Earth. And I'm sure you've heard about this. Um, uh, Samuel and Gerhard, but the World Economic Forum, and I don't know who appointed those guys to be God, but they've come out with what they call the 15-minute city, where everyone would be relegated, forced into an area of living just within 15 minutes of where they live. And they wouldn't be able to live or, or go anywhere except with um, um, permission, and it's, it's enslavement. I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's one of the plans. I don't see it being successful, but I wanted to bring that to your attention. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and according uh, to the Chinese whistleblower, the World Economic Forum is actually the uh, most uh, evil organization on earth. Really? They do a lot of uh, rituals and, and also child abuse. Uh huh. Wow. Well, um, there's also, I should tell you, um, um, there's a new um, program uh, now. I'm looking for it here. Uh, here it is. Um, it's a new electronic system for digital currency that the current prime minister of Britain is, is wanting to push because his, I guess his grandfather owns the company that, that has the, um, here we go that has the software for it. It's called the social credit system based upon the CCP in China. It's called CSQR. And I watched the video on it um, uh, yesterday and there's going to be uh, one, two, three. Um, I should let Gerhard translate this. Um, there's three classes of money, a common class, a sovereign class for the elites and a restricted class and go ahead and translate if you like Gerhard and then I can explain a little bit I'll ask I want to ask Samuel's assistance also du sprichst von einem von einer Erfindung ich versuche das gerade in den Übersetzen zu geben auch CSQR also eine digitale Währung die verschiedene Levels hat Eine für die einfachen Menschen, eine für die Elite-Menschen und so weiter. Okay. And what about this, uh, this uh, money? Well, this is proposed for the UK, for England, but I think they want to do it here in the United States, all countries. And um, if you're part of the common class in your bank account, your digital currency, you would... You would um, um, you couldn't save, you couldn't have more than $5,000 in your account. Um, you would re require to take the shots and um, you, could, you, could, you could not spend more than $50 a day. Um, 
But however, if you were part of the elites, the sovereign class, um, you wouldn't be required to take any shots. You could have a limited amount of money and spend unlimited amount of money and travel anywhere on the planet. And finally, there was a restricted class where um, you would um, you would be limited to having a thousand dollars in the bank, and um, you couldn't spend more than five hundred dollars uh, per month on anything. You would be totally in poverty. That's their plans for Britain right now. I don't see it succeeding. I think people are going to stand up against it. For me, for me, it's clear that you can uh, you can rule everything with the money, right. <laughs> so right. as long as we depend are depending on it. Right, right, right. So mm -hmm. yes, we have, we have to create our own money. Or, or learn like what you were talking about before about living in another way. I'm not sure how that's going to be because we've all grown up in a culture of money, but another way. And there's other ways because your friends in the book and the, the, the civilization of Mew and Atlantis, they all live without money. They didn't have money, did they? No, they didn't have money at all. Yeah, right. right. They just took uh, what they wanted and they're spiritually. Um, enough that um, they don't take advantage of um, the situation or the system. So every everyone obeys the system and benefiting each other you know, in a very good way. And right. so there was no need for money at all. Mm -hmm. And they didn't but, have any criminals, did they? No, they didn't. No, right. But to, to live without money, you have to be spiritual on both sides of when if you want to change values or goods you have don't you do you mean do you know what i mean yes yeah yeah sure medium of exchange um so money is actually the media the media of exchange but yeah, when right. everything is so harmonious and everything obeys the rules of the system and not take advantage of it and things can be worked out uh, through batters through other kind of uh, exchanges or just uh everything will be you know communal situation that everyone just takes what uh, he or she wants or uh, that's that's another way to do it mm. there was um a time traveler i read about um it was a couple of years ago who um went seven thousand years into the future and um everyone's needs were met and they would just go into a, a store or whatever and they could get whatever they want they always had to work within that though and it worked out fine, you know, it really did work out fine. So I know these are, are, are novel, novel concepts people don't, don't know. And I don't certainly have all the answers. And we're coming from a background uh, where, um, uh, where we've, we've been in this, uh, would some say a primitive system for many thousands of years. But I think we'll find a way out of it. And I know other, other planets have and other civilizations um, the main thing is that we are all beautiful, powerful, spiritual beings, and we all want to live with peace and harmony with one another. And, and why not? You know, um, and um, I think at the right time, um, I think I think the, the certainly the people of the Uba will come in and help us once again. But we have to raise ourselves up to a certain point um, um, because uh, 
um, that is our journey. That's the journey that um, we we asked for, um, you know, um, but uh, I, I think it's and I know we're going to make it. So uh, I'm not I know we have to keep keep pushing and also maintain a positive attitude is really good. So um, one one last concept in the book I want to discuss, Samuel and Gerhard, is a fascinating concept about how um, the universe this solar system um, and the universe is actually structured like an atom. Like with, a what? Like an atom under the basis of nine, nine planets, nine levels of advancement. Um, uh, the, the universe itself probably has nine levels. Could you explain that, Samuel? That's a very important concept. And one, one thing that people will understand, and it's a key part of understanding the universe, if you could explain that. Yes, everything revolves uh, around the number nine. There are nine different categories of planets in the universe. Mm -hmm. We are number uh, category one, and uh, the humans um, are category nine. And nine planets revolve around a sun, like a star. And nine stars revolve around a bigger star. And the nine bigger stars revolve around a bigger star, and it goes into the center of the universe where the Big Bang started. So now the number nine is actually a universal number. It's also uh, one of the key central themes in some of the Chinese um, religious beliefs that nine times nine goes into one. And, and the number 81% or 81 and the number 19 comes, comes up uh, a lot of times in the, in the book as well. For example, it talks about the uh, ghosts. Like when a person dies, 81% of the electrons of the astral body um, goes to the higher self after three days. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, the other 19% remain in nature until either it's recycled by nature or when a person reincarnates again. So what we see ghosts are actually the 19% electrons of the original astral body of the person when the person was alive. And, and because of static forces, mm -hmm. the ghosts resemble the, the appearance of the person when, when the person was alive. And, and also because electrons also have memories. So ghosts frequently haunt the places they loved or hated. So this is fun. You've just filled in a very interesting part of the puzzle that, thank you for that. I learned something new. Mm. That's, that's great. That's great. So um, a lot of, and I, I've been told a lot of spirits, it's up to them when they want to reincarnate. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and no one's pushing them. It's, it's within their own decision. So they can stay in that 19% for, I guess, as long as they want. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It was about a month ago, and I go up to the my Pleiadian mothership quite a bit. And I was up there. My friends took me to. Um, I was curious um, about what's beyond this universe. Hmm. So they took me to a place beyond this universe. It was complete darkness, but there were nine like they looked like eggs but they were different universes and they were, there were nine of them now that I remember. And there was a band of light, 
that I was told I couldn't cross, shouldn't cross, couldn't cross. And it, it was a large band of, of light and a zigzag pattern around these nine like eggs. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it now, I can see it in my mind. We went there one night, about a month, month and a half ago. Um, and what was interesting, it, it, it comes from a, a Star Trek episode I saw many years ago. Mm-hmm where on a shuttlecraft, Kirk and Spock, they get in this shuttle and they decide to test out some new technology and they go beyond this universe. Mm-hmm. And my Pladean friends actually gave me the number, um, oh God, what was it? I believe it was, I'm getting, I'm getting it's, it's like one times to the, to the, it's like, it's like to the power 174 for the number of times squared. Mm-hmm. the distance this universe is, but they went beyond it. Mm-hmm. And I know back in the mid seventies, they got, they, they invented new, got new technology where they could travel interdimensionally. The next universe over from this one is called the Dahl universe, D-A-L universe. Mm-hmm. And I've seen pictures of it. Um, and um, when you, when you fly there, um, you're going so fast that the stars are like streaks um, of light passing you um, very, very fast. In, your, in the book that, you, that, that I read, um, um, they have, uh, they have a long range, was it antimatter or some sort of, of, of weapons? Antimatter guns. Antimatter guns, right. They, and they get rid of asteroids because if you, if you hit one of those asteroids traveling at four or seven times the speed of light, you definitely would have a bad day. Um, (laughs) but um on on a on a on another show i had on saturday on bbs a couple days ago it's if anybody wants to see they can go to cloudhub c-l-o-u-t-h-u-b.com and just type in ted mar out of this world you can listen to the show um on that show we talked about hypersonic travel between the pleiades and the here Mm-hmm. And there's some very good uh, new age music by a guy named Hans Zimmer, Z-I-M-M-E-R. Have you heard of him, Gerhard? He's out of uh, Germany. Have you heard of him, Samuel? Yeah. Him, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to get him on our show. So I think I'll invite him today. Maybe I can get him. I'd like, love to have him on. But anyway, um, my Pleiadian friend said that his, the, the stars, some, one of them is called uh, Time Cyber Remix. And in that video, there's two of them, one's with time and it shows like a satellite coming into the Earth's atmosphere. Um, That's very similar. That is what they see when they when they come here and what they do from the Pleiades, they they bring their ship up and they do it like a um, uh, like a circuit. They swing around and circles a couple times and then they send themselves through this wormhole and they travel about seven hours. And they travel far faster than the speed of light because the distance from Earth to the Pleiades is uh, 464.24 light years. So they are traveling um, at the speed of uh, 68, 69 light years per hour. Mm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. fast. But then once they get here, um, they have to, it takes them a couple days, a day or two to get used to the energies. And then they come to this planet and station themselves. Um, the, the, the main mothership is above about 10 miles um, north of Mount Shasta in the, in the in 
but then they go elsewhere and then they brought in i mean they've brought in well it's now close to nine million ships around the planet summer drones um a lot of the crews yeah i've met some of the crews actually yeah and all you have to do if you want to see them you just look up in the sky and you'll see them flying around mm. so it's pretty pretty amazing but we are getting help they cannot they're pretty emphatic about they can't um uh violate free will they can't directly interfere with our free will because that's what the negatives do but they're not going to do that but they can what they've been doing samuel is that they've been bombarding the planet with high energy vibrations to raise our consciousness and help us heal uh since november of 2018. Mm. and i agree they never intervene with our free will they, right. they help indirectly most of the times right that would violate cosmic law right but of course other negative civilizations violate cosmic law all the time but they don't and very strict about that but i appreciate them certainly there are i i think a lot of people if not most are from the pleiades on this planet um and uh, everybody is from somewhere else i know uh the pellegrino family that gerhardt's from is from a different place too i'm just kidding but okay. uh we're, we're all from different places you know here um just uh, opened the video from Hans Zimmer, the time cyber design remix. Is it the, the right? Yeah, that's it. If you want to, if you want to play it for a couple of minutes, we've got about, we've got some time left. Okay. Um, and what is the thing? It's, 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> they have some uh, pictures of the earth and yeah they, it, it's really cool because that's what it's like when the crews come here if you mm -hmm. want to share the video i could find it on my I, iphone too if you want to um see if you can share the screen on that it's kind of fun um okay but but what what was what is the the special thing about the video? Because well, it just it shows people what it's like when they come here. Okay. That's what I like about it. It it shows that. And then there's another one he's got, um, which um, it's it's like um, I don't know how he did it, but he's got like galaxies and stars going back you very very fast, and they're it's going so fast it's like streaks of light past you. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, good. If you want to start at the beginning, that would be great. That's what it's like. This will be show you what, what it's like. It's probably the same for um, uh, for your friends too from 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 the uh, um, uh, from from the planet there. Um, but it's the same kind of experience. If you want to play that, yeah, just for two minutes. There it is. Yeah. 
Okay, my friend. Yeah, that's that was that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So anyway, I wanted to show that to you. Um, regarding, um, um, yeah, what's what's going? You know that that's that's a pretty good representation. Although when they finally when they finally reach um, their assigned the place they like to be, they like to be at Shasta because it's uh, um, it's one of the portals um, to, to the inner Earth, and they also contact the Telosians and Adama, and also there's also a main a heart chakra there at Shasta for the planet. So I mean a lot of reasons for that. Energy's good. The whole area of the West Coast. Um, of the United States of North America, uh, Samuel and, and Gerhard, uh, I'm told from uh, Mount Shasta North to Vancouver Island in Canada and the Vancouver area, BC. <coughs> that was all once part of uh, Lemuria up, mm -hmm. up until the Cascades. And after that cataclysm, cataclysmic event happened with Mu 14,500 years ago, part of the um, Lemuria was destroyed, but part of it ended up floating or going into the, the west coast of that North America. Hmm. So that that uh, Lemurian energy, a very positive high vibration energy is still there. Hmm. And people don't realize it, but a lot of a lot of psychics and spiritual people come out to this part of North America just just because of that energy. They don't know why, but they do, you know, hmm. so they're attracted here because of that. Hmm. And um, you know, and the happy meals too taste better too because of the high vibrations. So mm. anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we have uh, five seven minutes left. Okay. Um, so, what can we make a summary or like this? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Samuel. Yeah. So I really would encourage everyone to know and to learn about the book and to read it because it really unveils secrets of the universe and the paranormal. Right. And most importantly, for those of you who are interested in secret societies and what they learn in the Illuminati and, and the uh, Freemasons, is actually revealed in this book. So you don't have to be enslaved by their secret societies. You can just learn the secrets from this book, The Yoba Prophecy as uh, told by the ETs who are benevolent and who uh, have uh, advanced civilization. Uh, for example, you're going to know that the Great Pyramid of Egypt is actually an energy center that captures this cosmic energy. And people in ancient Egypt used that uh, as a tool to communicate with the people from other planets or people on other planets, and also to moderate weather to make rains. And you're going to learn that the Bermuda Triangle is actually a place where it's entry point into a parallel universe, like a portal. And in a parallel universe, time stops, and the author actually went into a parallel universe and saw people from the ancient times. And um, so there are a lot of uh, secrets of the paranormal uh, unveiled in this book. But most importantly, it tells you how you can live a better life, what the, the meaning of life is, is to learn and to progress on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, very important to know because um, I always focused on earning a lot of money until I realized that they can just print more money and I won't be yeah, able to. Right, right, yeah. right. I don't think the federal, the banks of the Federal Reserve believe in God either. They say in God we trust. No, they don't. <laughs> In money we trust, whatever. <laughs> so I really want people to to know about this book and to yeah. Learn. yeah. 
Yeah. Is it it's you say it's available on Amazon? I guess other other places too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do a Google search or go to Amazon and get a get a copy. Okay. Let me let me spell it for people too to make sure I've got it right. It's um got lots of notes here. It's um. Tiaoba prophecy oder die Tiaoba Prophezeiung. Bitte schreibt man das Tiaoba schreibt man mit einem T H I A dann zweimal O U B A. Aber ja, das findet man auch. T H I A O O U B B is in boy A prophecy. Absolutely. There have been stories, by the way, of um, submarines in the Bermuda Triangle, which have flipped into this other parallel universe. And actually, they go in and out. And some of them are from World War II. Some of them are German U-boats who got caught in it. Mm -hmm. And they never did come back. And sometimes they appear briefly, and then they disappear and go back. There are also stories, of course, of, of pilots, of planes, there was a whole squadron of what uh, Avengers uh, from the US Navy flying into this area where they the whole squadron disappeared in December 1945 mm. because of one of their ships also disappeared as well into this parallel universe. Um, are they still alive? You think did they go into a timeless area where they basically live forever? What, what happens to them, Samuel, from what you know? Well, when people enter a parallel universe, um, time stops and they don't feel the pain or hunger or thirst. So they just remain there forever unless they know how to get out. But most people don't know how to get out. So it's a very kind of um, uninteresting place to, to be in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because there's a, there's a beginning and end in this 3D reality, but we're shifting into the higher dimensions. And I was, I've been told by Zora of the Hollow Earth that we are all um, gods and goddesses with the capability of living forever Im to be immortal if we want by raising our vibrations. You know, we have to do the work to do that. But that's what I was told. So um, when we raise to a category nine uh, level planet, we are able to do that because of the Theobans, they live forever and they're forever young. They're always in their 30s. And they're beautiful and sexy, and also they are kind people. They don't age at all. They can regenerate their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, I know. I, I'll just quick this last story. It was about five, six years ago. I met um, um, husband and wife from uh, the, the Say Race, and Scott Limriel writes about them. And um, uh, let me see. Um, the wife looked like she was maybe 29. But she said she was 256 years old and she had sparkling green eyes and the, the husband was same way he was much older but i mean you know and gerhard i think you're an old soul probably about fifty thousand years but you don't look a day over ten thousand years you really hold, held your age well and you too sam you've <laughs> held your age well and you don't look like a, a day over five thousand years old so um <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, my friend, thanks so much for coming on today. This has been a lot of fun. And I look forward to seeing you this Saturday, too, on BBS Radio. Out of, it'll be in, out of Houston, Texas. I'll send you the links, and I'll give you a call. There's other things I want to talk to you about, too. So Out of This World Radio is a nonprofit listener-supported show. And if you'd like to support us, just go to my website at www.outofthisworld1150.com. And I know um, if we keep uh, working together, um, 
uh, we will create a much better and happier world. And Samuel, thank you so much again for coming on. You've been great. This has been so much fun. And Gerhard, thank you so much for your help too, my friend. Ted verabschiedet sich gerade und er ist ja eine Non-Profit-Sendung. Freut sich, wenn wir auf seiner Webseite mal vorbeischauen, www.outofthisworld1150, also outofthisworld1150.com ist seine Webseite, kann man auch uh, unterstützen mit Spenden. Und uh, it was very nice, um, nice being meeting you, Samuel, was very nice today, wonderful that we, we met each other tonight. Bye-bye, and we played a water song. Uh, Ted, tell uh, Samuel uh, where the water song comes from. It's a tribute to Dr. Masuramoto in Japan, and I've been playing it on my show now for years. It's a beautiful song, and I start the show with it and end with it. And it talks about the stars and the moon and how uh, people on this planet are part of the universe. It's it's in it's in uh, I, there's there's an English version and the Japanese version, but the Japanese version, in my opinions, is more beautiful. So I play the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. But um, for anyone listed, I, li interested, I can send you the, the lyrics to it. It's it's a very beautiful song actually. But uh, I always like to to do. Long we say goodbye. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. bye. Take care, my friend. Bye bye. Yeah. We'll let the sun yeah. long out for a minute. <laughs> Thank you.
solution for entertainment. 